Welcome to The Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who prefer the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Welcome back to the Hoodoo Factory. We hope you enjoyed part A, where we declared Thaddeus the winner of the ABSA for excellence in this podcast. Now we're back for part B, where we will discuss this episode in further detail. I'm Space Lauren, and I'm here with Space Tom and Space Thaddeus discussing space, the first episode in our Everything, Everywhere, All at WNYX unit. We're going to start part B by roughly following the categories from part A's ABSA fever round, and everyone will get to share what other items they had on their list, and I, as the intergalactic host, will get the chance to share my favorites from the episode as well. So, let's get started with favorite scenes. Um, Thad, what was a favorite scene of yours? Um, I really liked uh, Joe and Dave talking about fixing the main reactor core, and hmm. Joe kind of bluffing through. He did the whole thing again, we're like, are you sure you can fix it? And he takes that pause. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, I always love that exchange. And then basically, as soon as he leaves, Beth comes in and he gives up and, and leaves with Beth. It's um, a small little scene that I really enjoy. Again, I, I really like Joe in this episode. Yeah, that was a really nice scene. Yeah, Joe had a lot to do. It, it really was a, a big Joe episode. Yeah. Um, Tom, what's one of your favorite scenes? Uh, the conference table scene where um, Jimmy gives out the books and, and they... Yeah leading to Joe admitting that he's botched things and that they need to get into the cryo pods or whatever <laughs> suspended animation pods um yeah that's a good one i just like oh, oh what is this how to serve man <laughs> classic I like the way Joe sat through the whole meeting too. Like just right. saved that news yeah. that by the way, seconds are kicking, you know, <laughs> clicking down and we're all going to die. But, uh, <laughs> well, this is bad news. <laughs> <laughs> he just sat there and was like, Oh, well, don't want to interrupt the meeting. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like the scene with hollow Jimmy. Um, mm. I, I like the bit about the flavorless lunch, you know, that, yeah. that was a great line. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy telling Bill and Catherine that uh, hollow Jimmy is going to explain everything. <laughs> and then hollow Jimmy says, real Jimmy will tell you all about it. <laughs> but of course, by then, real Jimmy's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very slick. Such a funny scene and nothing gets resolved, yeah. which is, it seems to be my favorite type of scene. <laughs> the <laughs> Jimmy James decision making process. It's never yeah. him. He was so confident in himself too. Like when before that yeah. scene, when he's like, "Just leave it up to me, Dave." Like he's got it all worked out. Yeah, Dave's like, "Okay, good luck." Yeah. Uh, Dad, did you have another one? Yeah, the other one I had was uh, Beth getting Joe out of the hypersleep and uh, catching him up on what's happening. 
You know, so we get like <laughs> yeah. the baseball jokes, the anti aging joke. Oh, at 900, mm-hmm. your, your hair falls out. Pass. <laughs> 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 like harshly rejects it. Pass. You know, and then, you know, again, we get the, uh, the whole baseball, who won the World Series. That's what he cares about. Who won the World Series? Called it. Called it. There's robots <laughs> all the way out. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I just really like the way it kind of introduced them and, and kind of it gave us a lot of exposition. You know, like she's the one that tells us about what happens in human race and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And he gets that cushy robe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. And he gets to do his little dance. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm awake. <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom. What's another of your favorite scenes? Uh, I guess the scene on Venus with the the alien, um, where, uh, you yeah. know, the, that we find out the joke and actually speak alien. That is pretty yeah. funny. That, <laughs> that that did not occur to me until today. So that that makes it even better. Um, <laughs> the joke and speak alien because of his, you know, de- he just uh, yeah, he's got a thing for aliens. So, how about and that? it's not like something he picked up recently right he's been a right for he's 83 been, yeah, years exactly. so he, he picked this skill up at least 83 years ago <laughs> i figure about the beginning of the robot centauri wars mm-hmm. i think is probably about when yeah. he started yeah it's like better start brushing up yeah. <laughs> good thing i went to those two weeks at alien speaking school huh bill <laughs> um I know we talked about the lines, but I don't know if we talked about the scene as a whole. But I like the scene with Beth and Joe where Joe's trying to fix the reactor core and he can't find any wires. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's just so funny how confident he is, even yeah. though he, he's like actively failing at the moment <laughs> yeah. and is aware of it. Like he can't find the wires, but he's still like going to you know show all the bravado. Like, yeah, yeah no, no, nah, it's, it's just technology. It's just <laughs> wires connected to other wires. And um and and just the joke about like he wants the real yeah. the regular players not the space players even though all he's gonna do is hammer it against the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so against the space players. Why? Yeah. And also it sets up the whole station self destructing thing. So I thought that was that was the important plot point too. A mm. little bit, a little bit. Do you have any other scenes, Dad? I did not. How about you, Tom? Uh, I guess the scene with um, Beth and Jimmy. I'm sorry, Dave and Jimmy and Lisa, where they, they kill the alien. Did we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That? I don't think we discussed that. Um, yeah, that like just a little alien, Dave. What's <laughs> <laughs> going out, buddy? <laughs> it does kind of speak to like their character dynamics, right? Like it's usually like Dave and Lisa are really stressed out about something. Jimmy comes in, he's like, ah, oh, it's no big deal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Simple solution. Just a little alien. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to quotes. Um, Tom, what were some what were some of your favorite quotes from this episode? Uh, it's probably I think it's mainly because of the delivery. There's nothing inherently funny about this, but in sector twelve, my Lisa is so <laughs> sure. good. It's so smarmy. It's I, like it's really uh, just a great delivery. Well, and it's funny for the audience too because we don't know anything don't about know the world they're not. supposed <laughs> to be living in. Like, what would we know about Sector Twelve? Where if it was like real New York and they called out like a a neighborhood, maybe mm-hmm. some people are supposed to be in on like, oh yeah, you don't want to live in that neighborhood. Right, but right. 
but no, this is just sector 12. But yeah. because of the way she says it, we all get it. We're yeah, all yeah, in on exactly. it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Thad, what's one of your favorite quotes? Um, so mine is a little bit also the gag, uh, but it's Phil Hartman reading War and Peace and saying, <laughs> Shakespeare, you Shakespeare. devil. <laughs> Uh, which was very close. That was the quote I was actually like debating over in, in part A. It's like, again, like anytime somebody mentions something, any type of reference, like Shakespeare, you devil. Like even funnier that it's incorrect. Uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was a great gag and a, a line that is usable if you're willing to, you know, look a little bit foolish from time to time. Well, anytime you're reading a book in public that is not Shakespeare, right. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Get up off the subway, you know, and close your book. Shakespeare, you devil, and then walk off the train. <laughs> and of course, we all know the original title of War and Peace, right? War, War is it good what for? Is it for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Tom, I think you brought up all those questions will be answered or at least raised and dismissed. Yeah. Mm. That's a good I one. think that's usable too. I think like, you know, anytime someone asks you too many questions in a row mm-hmm. <laughs> or like they start listing off things that you need to find out before you can do something, all those questions will be answered or at least raised and dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should start a meeting that way. The same way as you start the episode, just start the whole meeting that way. We're talking about this. You'll have questions and they'll either be answered or raised and dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first PowerPoint slide. <laughs> All the questions are somebody like shooing somebody away. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's see, Tom. Did you have another one? Uh, my love knows no logic. My Matthew, it's really funny. Shh, my sweet. My love knows no logic. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, and very true to character. Yeah. <laughs> His character knows no logic. <laughs> right, no. Sure. Um, Thad, what's another quote you like? Um, I I like Joe's speech, which is, you know, a little bit long, the, the speech to Beth to try to get to see her naked. You know, it's it's just like, it's so obviously over the top. It's like so obviously just him trying to see her naked. <laughs> but there's like a kernel of like, it could be real that... I think is just kind of fun. You know, like, it's like anytime you're watching a guy try to scam on a girl and he's not really doing a great job of it, <laughs> it is kind of fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, which just makes it sweeter when he gets shut down by Catherine. Like she's got no time for the nonsense. Well, and I think it's really funny how, like, like you said, it was kind of a long quote, yeah. you know, that he says to Beth and then you get just the tail end of it to Catherine. And yeah. so it's like you, you're walking into that conversation realizing he said the whole the thing, thing to her too. Yeah. <laughs> Within earshot of Beth. You're and then right. Beth still lets him look again. <laughs> right. I was like, she probably heard him say it to Beth. That's probably why probably. she turned him down and give him a space hell uh, destination. <laughs> well, that brings me to one of my favorite quotes, which is not a chance in space hell. <laughs> I think yeah. I want to start trying to use this in place of the standard not a chance in hell just for the confusion factor and just to see who like asks me about it. Yeah. We'll get questions. Yeah. At which point I could be like, well, you should watch this TV show and then once you do, there's this podcast you need to listen to. And then you'll get it. 
Okay. Um, Tom, what's another quote you like? Well, it's pretty simple, but Gaziza <laughs> makes a reappearance, so. I loved that they brought it back. I loved it so much. (laughs) Like it's evolved over time and now this is just part of normal. This is space greetings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Catherine came up with it. (laughs) Um, Thad, what do you, what's another quote you like? Um, Actually that, that was it. I had, I had a little bit of a tougher time pulling out quotes that I really, really got into in this. So even though I liked the episode, I just didn't think it was quote heavy. So okay. I'm out. All right. I've got a couple more that I think haven't been mentioned yet. Um, I know we talked about the, the whole space, this space, that, but one of my favorite quotes was we're virtually hemorrhaging space, space dollars. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked how they just set up like their standard go-to storylines. Like there's gotta be a budget problem. There's gotta be some sort of bickering between Dave and Lisa. And like that, that's okay. There's your episode. Go, <laughs> but yeah. put it in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, did you have some more? I do. Um, this one was uh, from Phil Hartman. And by you, I mean the six of you who are still watching. So we could actually uh, insert listening for our podcast, and it works. <laughs> it's definitely usable. <laughs> Well, and according to the Freakzilla report, that might have been true. <laughs> yeah, Some people were just like, I don't know what the hell I'm watching. I'm turning this off. <laughs> um, okay, I think the last one that I have that we haven't already talked about is kind of a gross one, but it just stands out to me. Oh, yeah, they're cute until they decide to nest in your intestines. <laughs> <laughs> just a little alien. <laughs> It does seem like Jimmy would be the type to be like, oh, look, it's so cute. And and Dave would have to be the logical one to point out to him, like, yeah, it wants to murder you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh. You smell. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, did you have any more? I have have two more. Um, uh, No, I'll just do the one more. Uh, We kind of alluded to it before, but... Matthew, when he says, I have to take her down to the shop before she wigs out and kills everyone in sight. <laughs> <laughs> I just love wigs out. I think that's, uh, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> so rare to hear that. Yeah, that was a good one. And then when she shows up, it's kind of like, it's more menacing, right? Because, you know, oh, yeah. there might be a murder bot. We right. don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like when Joe call, cat calls her, you're just like, right. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we move on to the next category, we're going to learn some fun facts about things mentioned in this episode in a segment we call Half Truths and Gorilla Dust with Tom. Uh, this week, it's going to be Half Truths and Space Dust. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we get a bunch of uh, movie and and even a few TV show references in this. Uh, we've talked before about Green Acres, so we'll, we'll leave that. Um, it's it's done elsewhere a little more, but um, we have Dave saying uh, "Make it so" to Lisa, which she she loves, uh, which is a reference to Captain Jean Luc Picard on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, it was played by Patrick Stewart. It's kind of his catchphrase. Um, make it so. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we also had, um, 
Dave mentioned the company rollerball team, which is a, a little shout out to James Kahn, who was pre, who was on earlier that season. He yep. starred in the movie Rollerball in 1975, um, which also starred an actor named Richard Leparmentier, who was in Star Wars and was uh, he was one of the victims of the accident that uh, Catherine mentions. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> He's nice. he plays he plays the uh, the the general on the Death Star that Vader chokes, okay. uh, who, who who he finds his lack of faith disturbing. Um, so, kind of a neat connection there. Uh, we get the mention of Soylent Green, uh, the ad for Soylent Green, uh, made of people, uh, famously done by Charlton Heston in the movie of the same name uh, in 1973. But that was also. Um, skewered on SNL by Phil Hartman do, doing oh. Charlton Heston saying, Soylent Green is made out of people. It's right. people. So really funny to see him do it like as a news, you know, as, a, as an advertisement. Um, <laughs> it's the best stuff on earth. It's people. Uh, Jimmy, when he kills the uh, alien, just a little alien, um, with the phone book, which is crazy that they have a phone book. but um he says game over um and that is a reference to aliens and bill bill paxton um we also have a a reference to alien about the nesting in your intestines so that the the original alien movie because you that's how (laughs) uh kills um john whatever the heck his name is but yeah anyway the alien pops out of the guy's intestines um and of course, we have War and Peace, uh, not written by William Shakespeare, but by Leo <laughs> Tolstoy. Uh, and finally, uh, just want to shout out to the twenty-one forty-six World Series Orioles, uh, the last the last human team to win. Way to go, guys! I, I, hope, I hope we don't have to wait that long because it's been like forty years. So thanks. <laughs> they went out on top. Yeah. And that is uh, that is half truths and space dust. All right. Well, thank you, Tom, for those half truths and especially the space dust. <laughs> nice dusting of space right there. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're going to go on to favorite gags. And um, Thad, what were some favorite gags that we haven't mentioned yet? Um, so the first thing I know we did kind of mention is I absolutely love the space heater joke. Uh, I, love I, love, so I love the setup, and I love when it hits, it is just like, bam. I'm like, that's great. That's a great joke. Right As somebody who has owned and used space heaters, I loved it. So that was like my, my favorite gag, my favorite joke, I think. Yeah, I really love that one. People people in the – I didn't shout it out in particular in the Freakzilla report, but people hated that joke. They oh. thought it was a cheap, cheap gag. And I was like, that, like it like, the makes point. the whole <laughs> right. gag work. That's the thing that ties it all together. Come on. But it's, <laughs> it's the only reason that Lisa wants a smaller space, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. Dave's space is too big is that he needs a space heater. You know, like, <laughs> who wants a smaller space? Nobody wants a smaller space. Uh. But, like, you have to want a smaller space to make that joke, and I think they pull it off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think they did a good job of it, and one of my favorite jokes as well. Um, Tom, what's one of your favorite gags? Um, Lisa's ability to, like, 
tell the the station what to do as far as like the doors and the table um <laughs> yeah. that's that's a funny gag i don't know if that came from anywhere else i'm not sure my knowledge isn't that encyclopedic uh, but i know it does get used later in, in the movie uh space quest um where sigourney weaver is the only one that the computer will listen to she it has to be her to give the commands and it seems like it's like the, maybe they ripped that off from from news radio i don't know <laughs> we'll go with that <laughs> i also kind of like that is something that i, I noticed and i'm like I'm starting to go conspiracy that Lisa's actually the one that runs the office. <laughs> you know, like she ignores Dave. She kind of does what she wants. So it kind of makes sense that the computer would acknowledge, acknowledge her as being the one who's actually calling the shots. So I'm like starting to watch now in these future episodes to see if Lisa's really the one that has the pull or if Dave is actually kind of holding his own. So <laughs> I find it really interesting. That is interesting. Um, I really like the gag that Jimmy has not embraced space clothing or much of the space lingo like everyone else has. And um, he's more or less, you know, the same character while everyone else is like dressed different, speaking different, behaving different. And um, it seems like his normality draws attention to everyone else's absurdity, which I think is just a really great gag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bad. What's another gag or bit that you liked? Uh, at the very, very, very beginning of the episode, Phil calls the crewman Guy because he doesn't know his name. Thanks, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Guy. Uh, that absolutely cracks me up right from go. So I, I love that. Yeah, that was Mike Reisner. Um, who was the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> did I they know... credit him as Guy? <laughs> I think they might have. Yeah, I think they did. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I don't think they credit him as Guy. I think like as like stage manager or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I grew up with a, with somebody named Guy. So, you know, so it's like you oh, get yeah. some of those little cousins, like situations. Like, no, no, no. I'm not talking about just a random person. I'm talking about <laughs> Guy. Like, that's yeah. his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, his That's name it. is Guy. <laughs> exactly. Like so they, Lady, they did Lady that from joke. Scrubs. Scrubs yeah. did that joke with the janitor's girlfriend was named Lady. Oh. And he's like hollering <laughs> at her. He's like, hey, Lady. And, and the, everyone's getting offended. Like, she has, she has a, a name. name. <laughs> and he's like, no, her name is Lady. <laughs> janitor and Lady. Milos okay. the janitor guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Milos the janitor guy. Right. Um, Tom, what was another gag or bit that you liked? Uh, let's see. That was pretty much it. I mean, we've covered kind of everything else that I, I would have had. I mean, the, the, the VR stuff, we, we've already talked about that. So that was great gag. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I pretty much exhausted my list. I think you guys have already discussed almost everything on my list. The, the only other thing that I have is um, just like the Jimmy saying, I got to go. Because we get that a lot from him, you know? Yeah. So when he presents the hollow Jimmy, it's, I got to go. And then the hologram Jimmy gets to say the same thing. He's like, oh, I got to go. That's true. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. So just a, a tiny bit of a running gag. And it's not done in yes. quite the same way. Usually it's when he's trying to evade like... Um, revealing that he was involved in some conspiracy or something so it's yeah. a little bit different but we still get a gotta go from jimmy twice in a row yeah. <laughs> bad did you have any more 
Um, I was just going to shout out all uh, the reoccurring ones that I saw, which, you know, we've got most of them. Watching Green Acres, uh, Gaziza, Bill Smoking a Space Cigar. Oh, <laughs> Another yeah. Another right, yeah, yeah. episode. I was like, oh, all right. Uh, and then the Space Taki. You know, like Lisa's still going to go that Space Taki <laughs> yeah. interview. Um, you know, so I, I, I wrote down those four, at least, as far as gags that they brought back in for that one. Yeah. Yeah, those were all good. I really loved the Governor Space Tacky. <laughs> I definitely laughed harder at it now than I did in like regular episodes. You're like, does a day? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Space Tacky, that's actually really fun. <laughs> that was a good one. All right, now let's move on to favorite aspects and background catches. Um, let's see, Tom, what was something you noticed? A favorite detail or a. A background catch you noticed uh just kind of generally how they had all the star fields or at, in the windows you know um mm. even the ones that were kind of farther away that you could see they, good call. they really yeah they really did a good job of putting that there so it looks like you're in space to some degree good call yeah 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 i it, it didn't look super cheesy like they could have right. done it real cheesy and that would have been funny as well mm-hmm. you know like, they could have made it look like those glow-in-the-dark stars you stick on your ceiling when you're a teenager in the 90s, you know? And that yeah. I would have bought that, too. I would have been, like, hilarious, you know? But they actually made it look pretty legit. Or, you know, have a bunch of planets or something right outside the window, like, right there yeah. in your face. Yeah. 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 But, no, I agree. Nice. That was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, Thad, what was uh, one of your favorite aspects or background catches? Uh, when Jimmy walks away from Catherine and Bill... He puts a space helmet on and actually twists it into place. Yes. So it's not like, again, he doesn't have a suit. Like, no, he's a just suit. wearing a suit. He's just wearing a suit. So he just puts the fishbowl helmet on and twists it the correct way. And then, like, you know, the door is closed. But I was just like. <laughs> I did another, not notice that. Another physical really Jimmy. Funny. Yeah, another physical Jimmy little touch right there that you see mm. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> That's really great. Now I'm going to have to watch it again to see that because <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> um, I like the way they changed the font for the credits. Yes, you yep. know how like they're in the beginning and the ending of the episode, they're sort of like showing like the cast names and producer blah, blah, blah yeah. over the yeah. the the top of the, the scene. Um, yeah, I was like, you know, they it's changed like the font. Space credits. Yeah. And there was like even a little sound effect as the letters came up. Oh. Yeah. Um, like a little digital sort yeah. of sound. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I thought that was a very nice touch. <laughs> yeah. I def- I also had the lettering down because I was like, that's a nice touch. It was exactly. That was cool. Yeah, that was nice. Um, Tom, you have another background catch or aspect? Yeah, uh, the when the cold open closes and Bill gets like beamed up or whatever, that that worked really well. I thought it was it was yeah. well done um, for us, you know, what is probably a smaller budget show. So that was pretty, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I think everybody in the background is a little bit like, what happened mm-hmm. too? So yeah, they all they all like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was a nice touch. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wonder how much of the the budget went to that little effect. Right. That oh, gag. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thad, what's one of your favorite aspects or background catches? Uh, my next one is that Dave has a space coffee mug that has the same lettering as the patches on their jumpsuits. Mm. Nice. So he's not using one of the regular yellow ones. He's got a black one, but the lettering on it is the same as on their jumpsuit. So space yeah. coffee mug. Nice. Yeah, I think Lisa was also holding a yellow one with that 
same lettering too when they're closing the window for some she's got the she's got yeah the i know she's there. holding a yellow one yeah. i just i don't i don't remember seeing it with that lettering i focused yeah. on dave's obviously right yeah Since it wasn't yellow <laughs> different coffee cup um i've got one and now that i'm thinking about it i really think maybe it should have been in gags because it's kind of a running gag but um jimmy all these years later is still kicking dave out of his own chair oh (laughs) like i just thought i i put it in here because i thought it was a nice touch that jimmy walks in and dave's making fun of his outfit or whatever and jimmy does his little thing he just kind of like motions him like get up and dave just does it he just gets up and jimmy comes and sits down in dave's chair (laughs) ah nice yeah that could have gone in either either category i like that it was a nice touch but it's also kind of a running gag (laughs) (laughs) yeah um tom do you have any more uh so in the in the news booth there's like that glowing column yeah i almost put that in like a keepsake but i thought like background it just like because you don't really focus on it but it that's pretty cool like that it looked i don't know futuristic or spacey without being like crazy or whatever it was it was just kind of cool Definitely. You know, it's. I know it's shaped like a tube, like yeah. a glass tube, but it's got all these purple electrical right. wave things in it. But it reminded me of those things from back in the day. It's like a globe, and you touch it, and like the yep. little oh, purple zap like, goes to wherever little, your finger yeah. touches it. Yeah. That was what it reminded me of. So, yeah, that was kind of a cool thing. Um, yeah, another little just like thing in the background. It's like they didn't have to do that, but it added something. It you did. know, made it, mm-hmm. made it look more spacey and futuristic. <laughs> Um, Thad, what's something else you noticed? Um, since we mentioned Dave's chair, Dave and Jimmy's feet don't touch the ground in the chair. When they sit in the chair, their feet don't touch the ground. They're like up in the air. And Jimmy kind of like leans forward and touches that. And I think he kind of like tucks his feet under, but Dave is just dangling <laughs> off the side of the chair. I just found it funny. I was like, that's ridiculous. That's pretty great. <laughs> well, in the police song, Walking on the Moon... He says, my feet don't hardly touch the ground. So, who knows? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I really liked noticing the stuff they didn't change. You know, like, they oh, swapped yeah. out so yeah. much stuff to make it look spacey. But, like, the the chair and the lamp next to the elevator was the same. Yeah. Like, it's been, who? it's hard. Well, I've got questions about what year it is, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. But it's been minimum 90 years right <laughs> and that chair is still there <laughs> yeah. and i don't even really think it was like new in the 90s right <laughs> like it didn't right. look like it was in style for the 90s how old is this chair but um yeah the stuff that they chose not to swap out i thought was interesting <laughs> yeah all the desks yeah. were basically the same yeah uh, there was the a computer thing. yeah a computer there was yeah. a printer computer in the background <laughs> i was <just> like <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna we're gonna mess with this but only up to a point because right we're gonna have to change it back maybe um all right tom do you have any more just the i thought the special effect where dave's coffee came out like on the Mm. that was really cool like you know it looked fairly seamless i don't know how they did that that was but that was pretty neat uh much the same way that bill's exit was done so Mm -hmm. fair play to them on the special effect yeah i thought that was really well done that was that was a cool little yeah. effect <laughs> yeah, didn't look cheap like you said about the teleport did not look yeah. cheap it looked, looked right. good yep. yeah yeah um bad got any more i got like four more okay all right give me, um, give me like two okay 
Uh, Beth's boots, I think, are the same ones from her nurse's costume in Apartment. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Watching the episode, I was like, Beth's going to bring up these boots. <laughs> I'm like, those are the boots! Those are the boots! <laughs> well, interestingly, I think Lisa's wearing very similar boots. She's yeah. got the big rise yes. boots, too. But Catherine yeah. does not. No. She has the ones that, that zip at the ankle, which I thought looked really good. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I like that. Classy. As usual, we would expect no less. <laughs> uh, give me another one. Okay, so my favorite of the ones I've left is Beth's hands when she shows her naked body to Joe. She kind of puts her <laughs> hands up like, there you go. Jazz like, hands. Yeah, a little bit of jazz hands. Like, like just presentation. Like that little move right there, like it has a lot. Like it adds Ta-da. a lot to that. So, yeah. <laughs> so I really like that as a little touch. <laughs> that was yeah that was a nice touch <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> um tom do you have any more uh no we covered all mine i've got like I, i've got one more really and it's really just like a a pause <laughs> it's, it's that long pause when dave asked joe if the reactor core is going to blow up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like well it's not going to blow up is it and joe looks at the thing Long pause. No. No. <laughs> but not even no with confidence. Just kind of like, right. just no. like, no. <laughs> I didn't get that right. Like, ah. Yeah, I love that one. It's the pause for me. <laughs> okay, Thad, you got a couple more? Yeah, real, real quick ones. Um, really two and then one question we can do now or after, if you, whatever you guys want. Uh, okay. Joe, uh, Joe and Beth bounce in the spacesuits as if they're on another planet when they walk up to the uh, newsstand. Mm. So the way that they're walking is that, you know, like the, the less gravity kind of like popping up and down doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, <laughs> a little mm-hmm. believable that they're off ship at least. When, when in reality, they're in like the studio parking lot, right? Right, like, that's what I mean. It's like demolished at the time. So it's like actual <laughs> acting. Rebuilt. Because you're yeah. like, you have to kind of slow walk. They kind of do it in unison, which I think is like the dead giveaway that um, yeah. it's, it's being acted. Um, you know, like, I don't think that they had any special thing. I think they just put on the suits and just like walked real slow, basically. It had a lot of bounce. Yeah, they were like in a parking lot next door. Almost definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. You got one more or one more in a question? Uh, one more question. One is, it goes back to the digital thing of like, Jimmy looks at VR space porn and it's still in magazine form. <laughs> you know, like, it's not video it's not live like he pulls out there's a in center the, in virtual reality right it's a, it speaks it's a to him so that's a little <laughs> right. different yeah but, but it hasn't like, evolved much yeah you know as, as i think i think it was chuck close to him and said it's like um like pornography doesn't do a lot for society but it's done a hell of a lot for technology <laughs> <laughs> that's a paraphrase for sure <laughs> which i hope i got right I'm trying to remember who who said it, but someone said, like, in the future that exists in Back to the Future, they were so obsessed with making everything hover, they forgot to invent the internet. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. true. Wow. Like, it's like, you know, you make these futuristic things. You can't imagine what the future is actually going to be like, right? Yeah, and so wow. now we're, we're, like, living in the future, and uh, we're looking at their idea of the future and going... These these <laughs> <laughs> didn't even have wireless yeah. headsets. <laughs> <laughs> Missed on that one. Okay. You want to do you want to do your question now, or you want to save it for enigmas? Um, it's it should be last, no matter what. Okay. Do it let's now let's or... do it now. Okay. 
The building is a spaceship. That's okay. what we see from the outside. Yes. So really, Dave and Lisa are arguing over which part of the building they want to live in. Because it's not like... They're, they're on the run from robots and alien slavers. So I don't think they have like a regular neighborhood. They stop at Venus. So they're not even really around Earth. So if the whole building is a spaceship, then they're really arguing about somewhere inside the building. Not actually mm. leaving the building. I hadn't thought about that because, you know, Jimmy clearly leaves, right? Like, they asked him, did you have your ship checked uh, before you docked? Yeah. I just kind of assumed that they lived elsewhere and they had to, like... It was like um, a convoy situation. Yeah. Yeah. But if you yeah. think about the aliens and the robots... No, they they are probably living in that building somewhere. Right. So then it brings up whole questions about the entire building. Is this Jimmy James's building? Does he still have a floor? <laughs> you know like what's kind of the setup of this spaceship that we see from the outside is a building i guess i mean it looks like it's moving from the outside so it's a ship right so yeah the, yeah the 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 building which i it's not the building that we see in the establishing shots of normal episodes this right. is like a it's like a five-story brownstone or something like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, not, it's like oh so they they set up the exact same thing inside a different building Right. <laughs> it, it, it's best not to think too much about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> For yeah. the mind descends into madness. So. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I get like, right. Like they're arguing as if it's like, oh no, you know, when we leave the ship, where are we going to go? But under the circumstances, more of um, what's that train movie? <laughs> um, I think Christian Bale's in it. 310 to it's a, no, it's like the whole the whole society sci-fi. The whole sci the whole society oh. is on a train in oh. different cars. Um, and they got to work forwards or backwards. Like in the front of the yeah. tra train, I think is the elites. Snowpiercer. And then it's like lower classes. Snowpiercer. That's it. Yeah. Snowpiercer. Yeah, you're right. It was um, um, Chris Evans. Oh, okay. I don't know. Why I thought Christian Bale. Maybe Christian um, Bale was in it, but I know Chris Evans. Yeah. So I mean, like that's what I was like. Man, is this building like a Snowpiercer situation? It's like there's lower levels of. <laughs> You know, not so great, and then there's higher levels, more elite. I don't know. <laughs> so, kind of question, kind of a catch, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. That's a good catch. I really hadn't thought about it. In, in my head, I just imagined like, oh no, they get on some like, uh, yeah, uh, some some sort of transporter to go off to wherever the space pods exist. You know, in another sector or quadrant or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's a very good chance they're just arguing about which floor of the five-story brownstone to live in <laughs> which kind of makes it funnier right like, it does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like your choices are so limited what does it matter right yeah I don't know. and it's taken them 98 years to do this <laughs> well that's a good segue into our next uh category which is enigma smothered in secret sauce so um let's see thad what are some other enigmas you had? What were some questions brought up by this uh, episode? Um, I'm going to kind of jump on something that Tom mentioned earlier, but why are there phone books in the future? <laughs> why is NYNEX, why is that sitting on the table just waiting for them to use it? Yeah. Who are you calling? <laughs> right. right. Digital paper. Like, I don't know, put it in, <laughs> put it in VR, but... Like, of all the futuristic things, somehow a phone book, a yellow pages, I think, still remains. 
Mm-hmm. They couldn't imagine a future without the yellow pages. <laughs> White pages? Eh, the yellow pages. That's where it's at. That's forever. Yellow pages forever. In case you need a plumber in space. <laughs> you just thaw one out of hypersleep. <laughs> but I guess you need to know where they're sleeping. So that's where you get the yellow pages. Maybe they've learned about computers. <laughs> they're like magic <laughs> okay tom what's one of your enigmas okay um if the budget is such a problem why aren't more of the staff already in suspended animation like why have the redundant the redundancy of having both lisa and dave like either one of them could run the station uh both having bill and Catherine, having matthew at all <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? Why? Fair. Beth, like, uh, you know, can't can't people get their own coffee? <laughs> like, so that's my question. That's a good point. Mm. It seems like there's some other places where they could have trimmed the fat a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> my main question is, what year is it supposed to be? So we've got Lisa and Dave have been together for 98 years, mm. right? So we know they got together in 1995. So that would imply the year is 2093. Mm-hmm. But Beth lists off who won various World Series um, from the past, starting with 2045. So we know it's like we're, we're at hmm. least past that, right? 2145. Tw- yeah, 2145. Right. So this is after Joe wants to know who won all of them since he's been asleep for 83 years, which would imply that the year is 2228. <laughs> So this hmm. is Jimmy, and Jimmy is looking for new space porn, and he pulls out Miss September 2034. Right. And if, if it's either 2093 or 2228, that would be pretty old space porn. Right. So, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know. Later than you think. <laughs> and also, like, 2034 doesn't sound that far in the future anymore, which is... It is Crying. not. No. It is no. not. Uh, what was she, Miss Miss September? Or... Miss September, September 2034. Yeah, she's probably in, in, um, in grade school now. Well, so. if she was 18 <laughs> at that time, she was born in 2016. Right. <laughs> Somebody oh, did God. the math. I don't know. I don't know. Just she could be. I was, I was thinking like early 20s, so yeah. Yeah, I was like the minimum, the, <laughs> right. the latest you should have been born was yeah. 2016. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I I remember watching this episode like in the, the 90s or early 2000s <laughs> and thinking like that. Yeah, sure, that checks out. That sounds like future, super future, mm-hmm. right? Right. Not, not so much anymore. <laughs> no. Very close. Yeah. All right, Thad, what's another enigma you have? Um, Is Matthew the only one with a sex robot? Or is he the only one that treats the robot like a girlfriend? Oh. <laughs> right? Like, why wouldn't Bill have one? Why wouldn't yeah. Bill have a hotter one, if that's possible? <laughs> you know? Like, Joe. Well, I mean, Joe wasn't hypersleep. But, you know, like, Beth alludes to something non-human, which could be robotic. You know, so I'm kind of like, is Matthew the only one that actually treats it like a girlfriend? Maybe that's part of what bothers Beth, because it's a, a machine, mm-hmm. not a real person. Um, or yeah. is he just the only one that has one, which is kind of weird, but maybe a good way to keep Matthew out of your hair if you're trying to actually get any work done. <laughs> go, go play with the robot. We got this for you, big guy. 
Yeah, that is kind of weird. Maybe it's like space etiquette that like you don't parade your robot girlfriend in front of other people and Matthew just doesn't get it. <laughs> well, like again, any type of PDA is kind of weird. Like, what It's like you don't bring your vibrator to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. Like, they don't put it in the standard operating procedures, but it's generally understood. Like, you don't do that. No, it's <laughs> for Matthew, you've got to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do like the idea of, like, she keeps him out of the way. Like, he doesn't get in any trouble because he's, he's essentially neutralized. So they let him, maybe that's why they let him have her come into the office. They learned like 98 years ago, like, this is how we keep him from breaking stuff. So just, we all just got to deal with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Tom, do you have any other enigmas? Okay. What is in that coin that Catherine flips? Is it flubber? Like, why, <laughs> why is it just floating yeah. in midair? There's gravity on that station. We see it. Mm-hmm. They are there. Nobody's floating around. Uh, the yeah. book, the book lands on the floor when Jimmy throws it. So mm-hmm. what, what is going on with that coin? Is there a specific <laughs> anti-gravitational field that she has somehow concocted to win this, this bet? <laughs> who knows? I think they were just like, ah, oh, screw it. Physics is canceled for today. <laughs> it's more like we got to have some anti-grav in there somewhere. What can we do? What's the smallest right. thing we yeah, can yeah, yeah. do? A coin. We'll do a coin flip. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I had a similar question. Like, the coffee's not floating out of the cups, right? Right. Like, (laughs) there is gravity. (laughs) Space coins. Who knew? (laughs) Space coins are special. I want to know, how much money does Bill make? right mm. we there's sort of a running gag throughout the series that bill makes way more money than everyone else and yeah. like sometimes to the extent of crippling the station but <laughs> his biggest fear about going into hypersleep for 50 or 60 years is that he'll wake up and find out Catherine makes as much as, as much him. <laughs> not more than him as much as him <laughs> after 50 or 60 years of wage increases so how much does bill actually make <laughs> Very good question. I'll take the answer in regular dollars or space dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can calculate that for me. In, in 2246 money, um, let's see. <laughs> a billion space dollars. Inflation's a bitch. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. All right, Thad. Do you have any other questions, enigmas? Yeah. Um, just two, I think. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with why does Joe come out of the pod in his underwear, but they all go in wearing like robes and Jimmy's in a full suit? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, and also, like, Joe is in a different pod, which I'm like, that is actually the one where I'm like, mm, I don't know if this is a situation where we're just kind of switching and swapping, like, first one that's over. <laughs> I kind of feel like I want my own coffin to sleep in. <laughs> yeah, who jumped in the one that he had just been in for 83 years? I didn't uh, notice Lisa. that. It was Dave and Lisa. Lisa was in the one he was in. Oh. Yeah. So it's like, you got to have that Dave and Lisa scene. I'm like, oh, I get it. But then Jimmy's yeah. in the full suit. Like, Jimmy's not even like, oh, they took the robe off. Nope. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's just, they're trying to, the network is probably trying to show some beefcake. <laughs> so that's why, that's why Joe, Joe yeah, comes out. Yeah, Joe comes out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom, do you have another question for us? 
Um, well, we kind of, it was alluded to before, but what, what does Jimmy's helmet affix to? He's just putting it on a regular suit. <laughs> like, that doesn't, <laughs> it's not going to help. <laughs> I don't know. But I love that he did it. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's a great gag. I'm really going to have to watch that scene again. (laughs) Okay. My next question is, Joe warns Bill that if he goes outside, he has to be careful because the outside hatch has been sticking lately. Joe has been asleep for 83 years. He has spent all of his freshly waking moments trying to fix the reactor core. Why would he have any idea that the outside hatch has been sticking lately? That is a great question. Space complaint box. (laughs) 83 years he's been asleep and people have just been logging like uh, work orders in his his little box next to his pod. Clear his mind from the, the core situation. Like, oh, let's see what's in the complaint box. Do I look like I'm space joking, Dave? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Thad, you got another question? Uh, Last one. Where does Jimmy learn about the past? No one else seems to have a clue what he's talking about, so where is he getting his information? Is he studying old Green Acres tapes? Uh, Is there there some form of YouTube in that future? Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. He uses the slang. He dresses the part. Yeah. Yeah, where is this information coming from? Yeah, especially where does Jimmy get it? Like, not just like where would a regular person get it, but where would Jimmy get it from? (laughs) Hmm. That's a good question. Space information brokers. (laughs) (laughs) Must be. All right, Tom, do you have another question? Nope, I'm all tapped. Questioned out? All right, I've got one last one. So, at the end, everyone had just gotten into their space pods, they were healthy and lively, right? Mm. Matthew unplugged the power supply, and they all just died instantly, right? There was no backup battery or generator, no fail-safe in case of a power outage. So my question is, are the space pods actually murder pods? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell Thad thought, thought I was going to a different question. <laughs> well, I was just like, well, Joe gets out of it, but this that. But, like, if you see how complicated... The, the switch flipping that Beth does to get Joe out, which you're talking to, yeah. to Matthew, like, it's very, very involved. And levers and, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of like, maybe it is a murder pod. Like, you really got to know the combination to get people out yeah. safe. I don't know. <laughs> well, and all the controls she was operating, that only existed on the pod that she was getting him out of. Yes. It's almost like she had to install this thing on his pod right, to totally get him so. out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a job to get someone out of hypersleep. Yeah. But all all you have to do to kill him is kick out the extension cord. So is it a murder pod? So perfect. <laughs> they can't fight oh. back. They're asleep. <laughs> Can I tell you the question I thought you were going to ask? Okay. <laughs> Why doesn't Irene just get back up? Yeah. She's in the <laughs> and then I was like, well, I guess maybe they switched her off for 50 years. Like, there's no point in, like, powering up in there. Like, switch <laughs> off and just relax. So maybe in 50 years, she actually, like, wakes up and, like, gets out of the pot. I don't know. Wigs out and kills everyone. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) If there's anyone left, yeah. That's right. So that's where I I thought you were going. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's a good question, too. 
All right, now we're gonna go to a segment we call a time capsule from the internaut. Or maybe this, in this case, it's a space pod from the internaut. <laughs> All right, so an article had just come out in Business Week this week indicating that if NBC decided not to renew news radio, UPN and WB were showing some interest. Much to my surprise, fans on the message board were disgusted by this possibility. Some people just stated that they couldn't get those networks in their area, um, so they were upset about that. I kind of yeah. get that. But some people said they'd rather see this show get canceled than see it get downgraded to a lesser network. And I was surprised by that. Like, don't you want more of your favorite show no matter what? Yeah. I, I, I was really that. shocked by that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, my only thought is like maybe UPN had a bad rep of having like their, their comedies weren't good or something, but like from my memory, I, I think they were okay. They weren't trash. Maybe. I mean, maybe they thought like if it went to one of these networks, it would get, you know, the writers would get forced into doing like cheaper plot lines or something right. like that. But yeah, it's yeah. like NBC was already messing with them. So it's like, I don't know. It seems like they can hold their own. They stand up to it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Well, you know, I, I like surprised. U, UPN is different. Like they might. Like I'm trying to remember what like what was going on at that time. You know, like before it turned into WB, it was still UPN. I think they had a Star Trek show on it. Um, they had a couple comedies. I don't think went anywhere. But like if they were trying to brand themselves a certain way, which I feel like they were, but I can't remember, then they might have tried to get new writers for the show or something like that. That I think is actually a distinct possibility. Um, if they had if they had moved the show over. I could see people getting upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I could think of. So. Kind of surprising, though. Yeah. Um, Andy Dick was on Letterman this week. Uh, there was no indication why or what he was promoting, but a Usenet member named Katie asked if anyone else felt like it seemed like his interview was cut short or like Letterman was trying to hurry him off the stage. And others chimed in to say that, yes, it seemed like Dave Letterman had a real who let this guy in here sort of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the right vibe for the situation. Yeah. yeah. He's that got, out. he had 30 years in the art of interviewing people. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this week in music history, Sheryl Crow released a second music video for her song, A Change Would Do You Good. The video was supposed to portray Sheryl Crow switching around and jumping into the lives of various other characters, and the video featured a number of guest stars, including Andy Dick and Toby Huss. And the video was panned by critics for having too much dialogue. Like, they tried mm. to turn it into a, a tiny movie, basically. Mm. Yeah. Um, th this actually got me curious because uh, Neil Mason of Modern News Radio fame has pointed out to me previously that Andy Dick was in the music video for the song Envy by the band Ash in 2002, and it made me wonder what other music videos he Andy Dick has been in. Um, there's a website, IMVDB, which is like IMDB, but for music videos. And it credits him as appearing in four music videos, the Ash one not included. So that mm. makes at least five. So mm. I'm just curious how he gets these gigs. Like, does he seek them out? Does he know a lot of musicians? Does his agent have connections? Mm. I don't know. But kind of interesting. He's been in, at least to my count, five music videos. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember him in any music videos. That's why I'm just like. I've got hmm. the list if you want to hear it. Yeah, I want to hear the list. Okay, so we've got A Change Would Do You Good by Sheryl Crow, 1997, A Public Affair by Jessica Simpson, 2006, Base Face by The Midnight Beast, 2013, 
A Midsummer Evening by Jan Tiersen, 2014. Plus, you know, the the Envy by Ash, 2002. I've heard okay. of Jessica Simpson. That's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if you played a character, kind of, you know, like some of the face paint or like a, a character in that video. Sounds vaguely yeah. familiar, but... Mm. So the Cheryl Crow video definitely had like a bunch of characters. So she was supposed to be like acting like she's jumping into the life of someone and trying to figure out like who she's supposed to be. So I think she's playing off these characters and trying to figure out who they're supposed to be to her. Yeah. And then um, I've seen the the Envy video and he just plays like the, the like the band is in the back of a cab and he plays the driver uh, kind of okay. thing. Hmm. He's not singing or dancing or anything. <laughs> Does he at least have a mustache? <laughs> no mustache. Ugh, disappointing. <laughs> Very disappointing. <laughs> well, this has been a time capsule from the internaut or a space pod from the internaut if you're into that. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to go into our catch-all category. And I think we should start with keepsakes because I feel like this is one episode where we probably had a lot that didn't get discussed in part a um so let's start with tom what was another keepsake that you had on your list <laughs> the war and peace copy that is so comically mm. large like <laughs> why like yeah i get it it's a very long book and it has to be <laughs> at least thick but why is it so big it looks like it weighs 20 pounds but just to have that on a shelf would be pretty funny <laughs> yeah. yeah it really was giant that was pretty great yeah <laughs> And plus, then you could close it and be like, Shakespeare, you devil. <laughs> Whenever somebody's coming over, oh, he's reading in his library. <laughs> Shakespeare, you devil. Wow, good to see devil. you. Didn't see that. <laughs> All right, Dad, what's another keepsake you would have picked? Uh, my next choice is going to be Dave's Space Coffee Mug. Mm, like, nice. I like the lettering. Yeah. I, like, I like mugs. <laughs> Seemed like a match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I like mugs. I have a mouth. You know, the mouth puts the stuff in. The I get mug thirsty sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> solves all my problems. Well, and we, I feel like we've paid a lot of attention to the various mugs throughout yeah. the the series, and that one's definitely unique. You know, yeah. Yeah. that's like it's clearly the space mug. Yeah, <laughs> nice choice. Um. I thought all the costumes were really cool, but I, in particular, want Lisa's jacket. Um, I mm. thought that was, like, especially, it was an especially nice jacket. And um, Jason Klum from the podcast Dispatches from Fort Awesome, also on the Stolen Dress Network, was kind enough to send me this oh, patch, wow. which is uh, it's the black and white WNYX styled after the patches on everyone's space nice, uniform, nice. you know? So what I think I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to find a similar jacket and put this patch on it. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. And may, maybe yeah. have Lisa embroidered right over it <laughs> and see how many people call me Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Right? <laughs> I, know oh, awesome. somebody, I know of somebody who's called you Lisa on this podcast many times. <laughs> 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 it's all right. I've been called worse. <laughs> All right, Tom, what's another keepsake? Okay, I did have the jumpers down, um, so I'll take that off. Uh, the little table that um, Lisa, that scoots up and Lisa sits on, I kind of like that one. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of very, a little futuristic looking type thing. Mm. <laughs> That'd be neat. Like just as a footstool or something. 
we didn't call that out as a gag, but that was a nice little gag of her just yeah. being like table, and then she doesn't even look, no yeah. look back. She just sits down. She knows it's gonna be there. Yeah. Well, I, I think in that skirt, it can't be that easy to sit, right? Like she stands no, a lot of it. Like yeah, yeah that's a little constricting. Um, yeah, I was like, well, why is there a table if Dave doesn't have a desk? But I decided that uh, use it for a gag, <laughs> put a phone book on it, you know. all right bad uh what's another one from your list uh hypersleep chamber you Mm -hmm. know like just too too good to kind of have in the in the corner of your room probably have it open with some you know maybe uniform hung on it or something like that but like they were very cool looking chambers I thought they were cool. And so, you know, someone would have questions about it. Like, is that a tanning bed? Oh, no, that's my hypersleep chamber. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm probably almost definitely too big to actually get into one of those chambers. <laughs> but let's not forget that Bill and Matthew are the tallest members of the cast. Right. So, uh, the staff, I should say. Um, so, like, yeah, even if I had one, there's zero chance of me actually getting in it. It would really just be for show. Maybe that was, like, the logistical reason why those two had to not get in the space pods at the end like maybe they were like these guys aren't gonna fit yeah. <laughs> so that will be the gag they will these will be the two that have to stay out <laughs> part of it yeah i think so because it would definitely be funny to see them do a scene from the pods you know like <laughs> yeah. even no matter what happens if they're arguing with the pods you know it's gold yeah. <laughs> that would have been great um i really like bill's space cigar yeah I thought that was pretty cool. The way it kind of still made a sound like it was lighting up, you know, and then the glowing green tip. And then some smoke actually did come out of it. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Looks a little bit like a vape now. And maybe they they knew what was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think any smoke comes out in the booth. I couldn't tell. I don't think so. so I, I think only, it's only when he walks out. Yeah, so I think, you yeah. know, they did a thing where he, you know, probably smoked a real cigarette or heard yeah. a cigar smoke and then walked out and blew it out. But um, it would have been really oh, cool if probably. they could have made it. Because he kind of, he hits it kind of like a glow stick. Where I think he like cracks yeah. it to get that light Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I was like, oh man, if they make it smoke, that's badass. <laughs> still kind of badass. Yeah, it was still pretty cool. All right, Tom, you got something else on your list? Uh, yeah, I, I would like a copy of How to Serve Man. Um, so, <laughs> just you know, in case times get lean, um, would like to see some <laughs> some good recipes. Uh, also, a giant book like that was yeah, another it's, really it's another big book. Yeah, Tom's in a giant library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. You could still use the line on that one too, because yeah, it's not Shakespeare, Shakespeare, you devil. So, oh. Snap it shut, Shakespeare, you devil. <laughs> <laughs> all right thad you got another keepsake uh i do not i went with a strong four i felt really good about it um nothing else really caught my eye i did not care for the jumpsuits as far as my personal style so i was like i'll, I'll take the robe and we'll just call it a day you don't like jumpsuits tucked into the boots <laughs> no, <right>? like, <laughs> not not the look you're going for <laughs> no no <laughs> it'll be all the rage in 2034 i'll worry about it then (laughs) um i liked uh beth's computer wristband thingy yes you know where she she like Mm. kind of flips it up to tell joe who won all the world world series 
That mm-hmm. was nice. It was like compact enough, but still like sort of believable that you would think that like, okay, yeah, they could maybe fit some information in there. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. Super sci-fi for the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's about 20 years before the, the iWatch or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 20 years after Dick Tracy. It was yeah. a perfect spot. <laughs> Sweet spot. Really. Tom, did you have another keepsake? Um. Yeah, I guess like the 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 guns that they used to to hunt the alien, which okay. unsuccessfully, but those those are pretty cool. I, I display one of those. <laughs> yeah, I liked how Lisa was just walking around with it in the beginning. You know, yeah, like like she was carrying a purse. You know, and when the alien actually gets in, she goes and grabs it and she throws one to Dave. But like even before that, when they were discussing moving into the space pod together, she, she's just walking around with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny um i liked the hollow jimmy canister mm. <laughs> it's just like a disc you yeah. know it almost looked like a film canister yeah a little <laughs> or bit. something <laughs> they might have just used a film canister and been like probably fashioned know, it. Stick, stick some lights on there or something but um yeah i thought that was kind of cool <laughs> nice tom did you have anything to put in the catch-all um no, not really, other than we kind of talked about, and I think that actually has uh, something about the um, the credit scenes uh, where they, they kind of gave a, a, a space scene for each individual um, actor and Paul Sims as well. So um, I'll, I'll let that lead <laughs> off with that. Yeah, uh, this is where I definitely should have wrote some things down. Um, but, but just like across the images, when they do the theme song, the space theme song, they have space images that match up. And then when they put the names of the, uh, the, you know, the actors up on the screen, you know, there is a different space scene that cuts for every actor's name. So what I noticed was the last one, I believe is Paul Sims, which was an astronaut kind of riding in a buggy, I think with a camera, you know? And then, so I kind of worked back. Phil Hartman was like a moon, which I thought was kind of maybe a funny uh, play on Bill's ego. Um, Dave was first. He was a rocket ship taking off. Uh, Lisa, yeah. yeah, Lisa was two astronauts working outside of a space station. Uh, Joe's was somebody like, like an astronaut outside putting a, a panel back into a space station. Um, Catherine's was uh, looking on the moon like a metal detector or something. It's a moonwalk, was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like probably looking for some good storylines for her to do. And, uh, <laughs> And Andy Dick was in orbit. And so, you know, just kind of like, you know, after watching it a couple times, you know, to get ready for it, I was like, well, you know, like Andy Dick is kind of the furthest one out there. And like, uh, you know, Phil, well, Bill McNeil's ego is the largest. So him being the moon struck me as funny. <laughs> um, but, you know, but you're really having Paul Sims there with the with the camera kind of clued me in. So um, <laughs> make of it what you will. But I think they did a little bit of matching as far as the actors and the images. Yeah, uh, I think specifically the one that they played over more to Unity was um, astronauts repairing the Hubble telescope. Oh, okay. And and Matthew, that that was the image that they showed was the Hubble telescope. Okay. Uh, when they when they had Matthew, so yeah. Um, and <laughs> Dave's was the um, space shuttle. I couldn't tell you which one, but it was mm. it was one of the space shuttles taken off. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah, they were pretty cool. Yeah. That's nice that they kind of like. You know, tried to match it up to sort of, sort of like character functions or character personalities. You know, it's like yeah, you can tell they put a lot of thought into it. 
they had so much fun with this episode exactly. and yeah. it really shows yeah, exactly <laughs> um i just want to say that like i know this show is always somewhat absurd and ridiculous and that's what i love most about it like mm-hmm. every episode is absurd yeah. um and I'm always amazed in pretty much every episode that the cast was able to get through their lines without breaking. Yeah. We see sometimes they weren't. <laughs> like every now and then you'll catch someone breaking. But everything about this episode was so over the top, like the premise and the outfits and the props. And it's just beyond ridiculous. And the fact that they still were able to like deliver their lines, stay in character and not break. To me, it's like nothing short of a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Pretty incredible. And this was the first surreal episode that they did. So, like, I mean, I can only imagine what what they were expecting the fan reaction was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I, if I remember correctly, um, Sinking Ship also, they said, I think they said, like, they did not know if they're going to renewed. So they decided mm. to make an episode that was, like, has no yeah. real effect on the series if it continues. But mm. it's something different if they don't. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I really love that they just went out for it in space. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I'm remembering correctly or if I'm making this up, but I think both of them were not filmed in front of a live studio audience, right? Oh. Like there was no there was no right. studio audience for both of these. I don't I think know. you're right. Yeah, I feel, I've heard it somewhere, but I can't figure out where. So I may have totally made that up. Don't quote me on that. But, um, <laughs> you know, if you don't have an, an audience there, to even gauge the reaction you're just guessing yeah you know, you're just guessing what the audience reaction is going to be and i feel like for this cast at least that's got to be even funnier and how do you not break <laughs> reading some yeah. of these lines right. not a chance in space hell <laughs> <laughs> really great um did either of you have anything else for catch-all uh two things um one was uh you know tom tom gave us the list of movies uh that he found inside the episode um i thought maybe 2001 a space odyssey uh the voice dave having the the trouble with the voice not very strong but i couldn't tell if that was like a dave hal type of thing or if that was just a futuristic space voice so i wrote it down as a possibility um yeah like i was like oh you know Although if they were really doing it, the thing should have said, what are you doing, Dave? You know, because <laughs> was, that was what the line from the movie. So. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I was wondering if it had something to do with, with Lisa. Like, you know, it's like, that's something that they could have fleshed out and had to cut back. Yeah. Um, but I thought I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we might as well mention it just in case. And um, you mentioned the Twilight Zone, correct? No. Okay. So to serve man, the big books at the end, that comes uh-huh. from a Twilight Zone episode. Oh really? Um, yeah. So it's like a, it's a black and white aliens come to Earth and they make peace and they're like, oh, you know, we're giving you this book, you know. And then a guy, and then they basically, I think if they, if I remember correctly, they take people off planet into like their space saucers, and then while they're up there, he he sees that it's uh, a cookbook. <laughs> like I don't remember, I can't, I don't remember like wiping <laughs> off pages something like that. But like, the, oh, like the human race has gotten up into the the spaceship and they're flying away, and this guy realizes that to serve man is a cookbook, not a. Uh, you know, a declaration of intergalactic peace. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, those books had a had an extra little oomph to them at the end there. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, you got all the other ones, uh, you know, the other ones. I, I did, like, the aliens with the, the big guns and the proximity yeah. noise. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a classic. Um, so, on the next thing, this is, this is like, the last question I, I had. 
Is leaving Bill and Matthew alive a comment on the type of people who seem to survive those types of situations? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, especially for a show like this, where it's like, you know who would survive this? The idiots. The guys that <laughs> you don't want to survive it are the guys that do survive it. You know, like, literally any other combination or other people... You're like, they'll repopulate the earth. Like, they'll find a way to make it happen. <laughs> no, they literally left the two worst people on the ship alive walking around and killed off everybody else. You know, like, is that like some sort of trope? Is that a comment? It just, it just kind of struck me. You know, are they just the tallest? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's like the commitment to not having like happy endings, you know? Right. Yeah. Like news radio never wanted to do like the mushy, sappy, happy ending stuff. Yeah. And so, like, if if they had left, like, Dave and Lisa alive, like, yeah, they're probably going to figure it out. And maybe they'll even move in together. Like, you start to have some hope for their future. But by leaving Bill and Matthew, you just kind of give, you're like, yeah, it's hopeless. They're done. <laughs> so, I mean, any, any other combination of the cast is too plausible that something good could happen next. Right. Those are the to me, those are the only two characters where you have no idea. Literally, as soon as they walk off screen, you have no idea what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And that's that's why I think like a spinoff of the two of them in space would have been actually really really funny. Like it just would have been super ridiculous and super over the top. But it would have been fun. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> All right. Well, then we're gonna move into our plots explained badly or sensational headlines. Um, Thad, do you have a couple of these? I've got two. You've got two. Okay, give me one. Um, okay. The race is on. Robots or alien slavers? Who will end the humans? <laughs> this is an alien newspaper, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a little dark for a human newspaper. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to be like 01101010010, but I didn't know if anyone else would get it, so... Oh, I forgot you don't read binary. I don't want to shock anybody with it's such a, <laughs> such a scandalous headline. So I decided to take it from the other side. All right, gotcha. Okay, Tom, what's one of yours? Okay, this is more of a, a t rewritten title, but uh, and then there were two. <laughs> yeah, very ominous. <laughs> <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Appropriately ominous, I think, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's one of mine. Clumsy humanoid does space robots' job for them by accidentally killing other humanoids. Also <laughs> in the robot news. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an optimistic headline for them. <laughs> Look, the human are doing our job for us now. This is great. <laughs> All right, Thad. Let's hear your second one. Um, okay, so for my second one, I was thinking of, have you guys seen uh, Starship Troopers? Yeah. No. It comes up like, do you want to know more? Another thing. Uh, so my headline comes from one of those attached of prideful electrician dooms human race. Do you want to know more? <laughs> <laughs> also pretty dark but it, it like intrigues you right you right. get the the clickbait thing at the end you're like i do want to know more what's he so <laughs> proud about how did he do the race i do want to know more <laughs> all right tom how many more you got uh just one more okay um, let's hear it okay 
A man wakes up from an 83-year sleep and nearly brings about the end of civilization. <laughs> Accurate and dark. <laughs> Do you want to know more? Do you want to know more? <laughs> All right. I've got one last one, and it's kind of goofy. All right. Space reporter finds space boyfriend's space pod too spacious. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you it was goofy. <laughs> it's good. I like the amount of times you said space. Yeah. <laughs> Had to get that in there a few more times. Five space, points. space, space. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next episode on the Hoodoo Factory conveyor belt will be sinking ship for our everything, everywhere, all at WNYX unit. Until next time, please stop by the gift shop on your way out. Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, supplier of the only known antidote for Abza fever. Good night, space pumpkin. Real deal! <laughs> space pantyhose. <laughs> Thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hoodoo underscore factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by our gift shop at grabitgear.com. And remember... The Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for Absa fever.